0: Hi guys. The following episode of Jisky Pop contains mature language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Who is
1: this, who <laughs> This is Papu. And this is Sweetie. And you're listening to Chisky Pop, your bi-weekly dose of all things sexy, desi, funny, and filmy. Coming up on episode 50. This week, our February Feels episode is going to be all about radical self-love. We will be talking about what is radical self-love and why we need to work on that before anything else. Then we give out our first the award for 2018. And finally, we have a segment by Sweetie. Her sweet audiotonic tracks for February. Some unsolicited music advice. So lay back, get comfortable and enjoy our show.
0: everyone how are you doing papu yo we had a very emotional start uh to this uh, yeah <laughs> podcast we let our listeners know right now yeah we started recording keeping in the theme of february feels there's a lot of feels right now as we make this it's a very emotional time papu isn't it
1: i know i don't know if it's the the planets or, or there was supposed to be some sort of uh solar eclipse because of which like feelings oh, were, wasn't there a blood moon there was that in the beginning then there was a solar eclipse during the last week where there was like a lot of feelings flying around uh but i don't know should i just uh, you know blame it on the stars and say? you can blame fun? it on the
0: stars you can blame it on the season seasonal depression i
1: think is also very valid yeah that's a big one you know what that's that's what i think because i feel like right now the season is changing and where where i am and um somehow because season is such a marker of time i feel like it's the season changing but there's nothing changing in my life this puts me in this state of panic that i need things to change you're right the season changing can be a trigger for you know suddenly making you feel i
0: think it's yeah it's just all kinds of things just you know uh... That are just bringing both of us down right now, huh, Papu? But you know what, people? We're going to fake it and be
1: as positive as possible. We are going to be rays of f-ing sunshine right here. Ladi f***ing <laughs> you know, You know, uh, before you started, uh, you told me this very interesting thing that you are doing in therapy where you're learning to personify uh, your feelings and uh, right when you uh, started talking about the season changing and you're like hey I can see like depression coming so in my head it suddenly looked like a little imp child you should really hold on to that personification because the next time you feel your sadness creeping
0: on you can reach out to your imp child and be like yo
1: and I'll be like no not today not today Satan you're not coming for me today (laughs) what the do you want is it
0: necessary to come at this moment while I'm at work (laughs) (laughs) not right now I don't have time for you (laughs) I'm so happy we can laugh about this now this week has been so hard for both
1: Uh, of us I know I I love uh, doing this with you you know because when I actually tell you stuff like that that I'm feeling down I think I'm depressed you actually you you don't try to tell me that oh no it's okay you feel better or like I mean I like it how it's so matter of fact It helps me normalize it. I think we should
0: normalize it (laughs) because depression is something everybody suffers from. The only thing with Desi's is we don't like to deal with our pain. We don't like to acknowledge that sadness and pain exist. So, you know, depression is natural. It's normal. There's no no reason to tell somebody to cheer up because that will definitely not work. (laughs) It's a really stupid thing to say to somebody if they're sad. I think embracing yeah. the sadness is very healthy. Really like just being like, you know what, I'm sad. I'm just gonna sit with my feelings here and cry. And that can be mm-hmm. very healing. So after yeah. this podcast, Papu, you better fing shed some tears, okay? Better
1: better be <laughs> I, crying. I, I will. <laughs> I'm only happy when it rains.
0: <laughs> that is it. This is a time for really listening to some angsty music too, Papu, to help <laughs> you kind of get out whatever you're feeling.
1: Yeah, of course. And I can't wait to hear your recommendations for February. Oh, yes. Especially, I'm
0: targeting our Desi bros, but more than that later. Yes.
1: But you know what? Uh, this is for our some of our listeners, new listeners, who don't know uh, about Sweetie, that she is really good at recommending music, she is, she, you know, you're really in good at tapping into this um, music before it becomes, uh, becomes big, like, I know uh, there was this time when you, uh, you know, introduced uh, Gautier, and uh, before it became so big and then people started a year later listening to it and you're like... And I
0: get so irritated because I'm always like, I told you guys about the song three years ago and you didn't want to hear it now that it's playing on some stupid f-ing commercial radio with advertising you're totally like obsessed with this song because the radio told you to be it's so irritating but yes i have amazing taste in music papu thank you i'm not even going to be modest about it
1: no but that's that's uh, a good you know you have your ear to all these amazing artists so you know you're i'm very wise yeah. i'm not going to lie i just i feel and i
0: feel like i'm blessed enough to share this knowledge with everyone so we'll do that later on but uh, we have a special episode, kind of special yes. today, not like anything yes. special, special, but it's a
1: certain number, certain number associated <sighs> to the episode. We, ladies and gentlemen, this is our 50th episode, half century.
0: But yes, Papu, happy 50th anniversary to happy
1: you. Happy 50th to you too, I don't know
0: what the hell I'm supposed to gift you. <laughs> what do you
1: gift me on I 50th anniversary? I don't know, is it...
0: Oh, rubies, uh, I think. Gold? Like. Well, no no rubies know. well I can't afford a ruby oh. so I'll uh, i send you ruby vu by mac there you go
1: perfect that is perfect that is the perfect red color for anyone I look forward to this podcast evolving and eventually
0: we'll be adding your children to the show one by one so <laughs> that, that'll be wonderful too. we would be the
1: Kardashians of the podcast.
0: <laughs> but seriously guys uh, if you wanted to gift us anything special you can you know always go to iTunes and leave us a review yes. or you can send us Ladoo's whichever is easier
1: right valentine's day just went last uh, last week or should i say hallmark's day anyways i know that you had plans so can you please tell us how was your valentine's day
0: i just i'm so over valentine's day papu I don't care about it anymore. I just find it so stupid. I like to call it corporate love day now. <laughs> so it just makes it, uh, you know, when you say it out like that, you're like, yeah, this is silly. I don't know. I just, I'm not into Valentine's Day. My boyfriend gave me a card and chocolates and I was Aww, like, thanks. I, I didn't get you shit. That's cute. Yeah, it's very sweet, but I—it's sweet. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice. I want chocolates and flowers every day, though. No, I'm joking. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't that in. I'm not that into Valentine's Day, so um, okay. I didn't really celebrate it. But instead, we're celebrating Wakanda Day. Okay. I think, like I mentioned last episode, yeah. so today is Wakanda Day in honor of the movie Black Panther. So he and I have booked vip tickets to the movie theater so we're gonna get wasted drunk and we're going to eat our faces off with like artisanal tacos or something and it'll be fantastic
1: that sounds amazing Um, so
0: what do we have in tune Papuri? what what is some of the stuff that we have to look forward to this
1: episode now what's coming up next so since this is our 50th episode we decided to make it something special okay so this is going to be celebration of love but not just love February Feels, the theme of this episode, is about self-love or rather radical self-love. We... We'll be talking about why radical self-love is important and why you need to work on that before you work on anything else. But first of all, before we go ahead, we like I promised, we have a Shodha Bindi Award to give away. It's is our first Shodha Bindi Award for 2018. And the person uh, who is nominated for this award is actually, it was Sweetie's idea and we would like to honor the late Asma Jahangir. The legacy that she has left behind is something truly worth celebrating. She was a leading human rights lawyer, a social activist, and an amazing feminist icon. In fact, she was also the co-founder and a chairperson for Human Rights Commission of Pakistan. She was known for playing a prominent role in the lawyers' movement and served as the United Nations Special Rapporteur for, on Freedom of Religion or Beliefs and as a trustee at the International Crisis Group. Asma Jahangir,
0: like really, she was just... I mean, mind blowing the amount of work she did. And um, it was very sad actually to have her pass away so soon. It was just on February 11th. And, um, you know, we wanted to talk about everything that she's done. Um, she gained all this global recognition uh, in defending the underprivileged, the poor, and also had this very outspoken condemnation of Pakistan's blasphemy laws and actually had death threats set against her papu, which is pretty insane. Um, but I just quickly want to read out, if it's yeah. okay, just some of the things that she accomplished during her legacy on Earth. Um, so one of the reasons why she deserves our much-coveted the Bindi, a.k.a. Shodha Lady Ladyfinger Award, is because of the work that she's done. So in 1983, along with other members of the Lahore Punjab Women's Lawyers Association, she publicly protested against the proposed law of evidence stipulating that the value of a woman's testimony was half that
1: of a man. Wow, so this was actually a law that was recognized and she rightly so uh, objected to it and she was tear gassed for that. Tear
0: gassed and beaten also and arrested and put in jail along with her colleagues. Uh, Just insane, like the amount of work she did. But of course, you know, being as fearless as she is, she continued to raise profile of human rights And uh, by helping lower income and impoverished communities by starting the first center offering legal aid in Pakistan, which is called the AGHS Legal Aid Cell. Then in 1987, she co-founded the Human Rights Commission of Pakistan. Then in 2005, she tried to hold a mixed gender marathon in Lahore to highlight violence against women that resulted in attacks by conservative Islamist Islamist groups. And then very recently in 2016, she was appointed the UN Special Rapporteur for Human Rights in Iran. So, you know, she did more, a lot of work outside of Pakistan as well. So. That's
1: amazing. And uh, you also mentioned that uh, she was awarded the Hilal-e-Imtiaz and the Sitara-e-Imtiaz, the second and the third highest civilian honors. So I think it's like the Padma Shri uh, awards which are given in India. Um, internationally, she was awarded the UNESCO Bilbao Prize for the promotion of a culture of human rights and the Freedom of Worship Award, Martin Ennals Award for Human Rights Defenders, and the Ramon Mangasese Award. And in 2014, she received the Rights Livelihood Award in Sweden. So uh, yeah, she has had an illustrious career, but all the same, 66 is too young to pass away for too too young yeah. and I
0: just you know I'm going to be very actively looking into seeing what her legacy has left behind and seeing if there's any way that we can donate if there's any foundations in her name or if any of our listeners know any way we can help her legacy or you know maybe uh, help fund the legal aid uh, place that she set up in Pakistan where we can give donations let us know because I looked online to see how we can donate or help but I couldn't find anything but anyway so here's to you Asma Chahangir, gone too soon, RIP. Thank you for doing
1: what you did. So now let's move on to our main topic for this month. Our February Feels episode is going to be all about radical self-love. And you know the best way to start off this episode is by the words of the greatest queen of all time, RuPaul Rupal what she had to say about it if you
0: don't love yourself how the hell are you going to love somebody else
1: can i get an amen amen ah.
0: so why why did you why did this come to your mind papu when it comes to self love loving yourself comes first before you can love anybody else what the hell does that mean exactly
1: i know right it's and the thing is um her words keep running through my head even when I was trying to work on an outline for this episode. And I have to admit, um, when I sat with this, it gave me a bit of a cold sweat because though I was very enthusiastic in pitching this idea, but when it actually came Mm -hmm. to brass tracks to actually work on an outline, I was kind of lost because I just don't know how to start at it. And uh, though these are good guiding words, but they kind of ring empty because I don't feel them sometimes because I have, you know, I don't have a very good history with self-love when it comes to that. And, you know, the journey for me and also for Sweetie has been very arduous when it comes to self-love because essentially a very big part of my childhood and my adult life has been characterized by, you know, self-doubt and... Lack of self-confidence in myself.
0: But why were you drawn to this though? There was something that really drew you to wanting to talk about this.
1: The reason I was drawn to this topic was because I felt that through the process of talking about it, um, I would discover more. Um, The best way to learn something is also by teaching, I feel. When you are actually taking someone through a certain process or a certain concept, you are also instructing yourself so you maybe that would be a way to help me actually figure out this thing self-love and actually feel the words of RuPaul inside me I gave Papu some serious side eye when she
0: told me she wanted to do the self-love I was like okay fine all right and I'm just like Papu really we like have no idea we are terrible at self-love like (laughs) how the hell are we going to give advice to others like we are not like
1: i know both of us are are so emo
0: you know but just in general like talking about self-love and advising others on self-love is not very easy because and i definitely do not practice what we <laughs> preach yet so we're going to do our best we're going to try to be like those youtube influencers like nabella noor and arshia murjani that they talk about self-love i always watch their videos but i'm like i'll never be like these bitches but i will try <laughs>
1: I don't know why you watch their videos. You hate watch them.
0: <laughs> I, I am obsessed with <laughs> Nabella Noor on YouTube. She's this like American Bangladeshi YouTuber. And is she married yet? She's very happily married to a very good looking white guy that is very <laughs> accepting of her culture and her faith. And it's f***ing adorable. And they have a reality <laughs> channel that I watch. And I'm like, this girl has so much self-love. I'm going to kill myself. So
1: this is interesting. Um... You know, this article that said that people are practicing self-love on Valentine's Day more than ever. According to this article, which was on the Indian Times, uh, they conducted a study on uh, this website, uh, JeevanSathi.com, which is a matrimonial site. (laughs)
0: JeevanSathi.com,
1: LifePartner.com So, JeevanSathi did this study and it was published on India Times. It said that three out of four people till the age of 24 and about 65.9% people from 25 to 28 would rather buy a present for themselves than for any other person. But,
0: but does this mean then, Papu, that radical self-love is just buying really cool stuff for ourselves because then I'm definitely practicing self-love on a consistent daily basis?
1: <laughs> no, it should be much deeper than that. Um... When we define self-love, uh, it is generally defined as a psycho-spiritual journey of putting ourselves first. The dictionary in fact defines it as a regard of one's own well-being and happiness above anything else. That is how you would define self-love.
0: But but it's not as simple though, is it, Papu? It's like, not. It's not. You know, is, is self-love that that simple That's just like um, I mean, it's not like flicking a switch and one day you're magically awake and you're Gwyneth Paltrow and life is all about puppies and bunnies and going for yoga and drinking <laughs> green smoothies and like opening our heart chakras and doing Reiki. Like, is that, you know, is that self-love?
1: Like you said, it's no, it's not as simple as, um, you know, just flicking on a switch or something. It requires something much more... Um, inward um, uh, you know not to be cheesy but it's like a journey not a destination yeah. I remember
0: this of a bath a sign my mother had put in our bathroom she has all these cheese oh I love your I, I
1: love your bathroom you know it's so kitschy it's like it's such a oh, it's so kitschy it's so grandma <laughs> it's like my mom's
0: in full grandma mode right now which she, she's a grandma but yes it's funny anyway um but it's true though right it's not that simple it's not just flicking a switch it's like literally going on this journey yeah it
1: is And you only realize it when uh, you've actually come to that point. Uh, You have gone to the very root cause of um, analyzing why you feel these feelings towards yourself. What is the cause of that? What is the genesis of that? And how can you undo the damage of whatever it is that made you develop these feelings of Self-hate, self-loathing, self hate, um, self loathing, self—you know—questioning your the worth of yourself. So it's not that simple, you know. The world can feel very overwhelming, and, overwhelming and chaotic. And the older you get, the harder life gets. Um, it's very easy to get depressed and anxious with all that you know that's going on in your life and all the stresses that you have. The constant stimulation from everywhere, advertising, social media, depressing news. Need I, you know, remind you Uh all the stuff that is going on in the world? And at at a point, you're like, "What's the meaning of everything? Why your
0: existential crisis really kicks into full gear?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like (laughs) why life? Why? I mean, what's the purpose of all of this? Like, everyone seems to seems to just have a plan. The end of the day, no matter how different or special you think you are you just want to follow the script get married get a house
0: uh, this is a perfect like encapsulation of that Verve song bittersweet symphony though isn't it yeah if you guys haven't heard this song like it's it's called bittersweet symphony by the verve and it came out in the 90s and that song is so timeless but i'm just going to play a little bit right now you guys can kind of get an yeah. idea of what me and papu mean you know like life can just feel so Predictable and boring, and and still like nothing is moving. nutshell it's basically what happens is the harder life is getting the you know and if we don't have the right coping mechanisms set within us to actually tackle these stresses we are just going to get sicker and sicker more and more depressed and I really always think back to our own desi uncles and aunties right like our own parents they are Mm -hmm. for me like visual examples of how important radical self-love is Um, Because I feel like our parents Mm -hmm. are like, we did it, we're fine, we got a home, we raised children, everything is great. And honestly, a lot of these aunties and uncles, when I see them now as an adult, they're falling apart in front of my eyes. You know, we as desis are... You know the especially the older generation of desis are very mentally and physically sick it's not normal for someone in their 60s to have this many aches and pains which i know a lot of us see a lot of people in canada in their 60s are way more energized than desis in their 60s um because i feel like we have a tendency to lock away our pain and suffering because Mm. you know god forbid like you said you don't want to show your sadness because you're afraid of the stigma of what depression will will you know what people will say and so now we have this entire generation of desis that came before us that suffer from stress right this leads to poor eating habits that develops into diabetes cancer heart disease you know and diabetes is an epidemic in our community and these people ended up raising us right and so we are also ill-equipped with the habits but we are millennials so we want to take matters into our own hands right we want to be able to take the control back and the way to get the control back is through radical
1: self-love yeah. And a lot of uh, our, um, you know, these coping me- mechanisms, unfortunately what happens is um, the when we are young, a lot of our negative uh, ways of behavior are shaped from what we see and learn around us in our family. And feelings of self-love uh, is also connected with your feeling of your self-worth. And a lot of times the genesis of the the feeling of low self-worth maybe from your family where you were given this mixture of caring but at the same time ridiculed for the way you were and telling you that uh, you know you're not gonna matter uh, amount too much and uh, this is not especially if you stay unmarried
0: yeah stuff like that like there's so much like heaviness like especially they see women, we have so much anxiety because there's so much put on us from a young age. So by the time you grow up to be an adult, you're like, oh my God, this is never going to work out. I don't think I can do this. I'm
1: falling apart. Why am I falling apart? And that's where, you know, the radical part of this comes into the picture. It's because you are doing something unprecedented. You are actually taking it by the bull by the own horns and like i'm gonna confront you to be a
0: little more crass you know <laughs> take it by the f- balls, balls and just be like listen <laughs> life anxiety depression you need to chill right now the thing about radical self-love at least for me is it it's also equates to radical self-acceptance i think mm, those two are so very hand in hand yeah. and it's not until you radically accept yourself completely like Papu radically accept the fact that you are going to have depressive episodes radically accept the fact that maybe you won't meet someone right away radically accept the fact that maybe life isn't going to turn out the way you thought it would radically accept the fact that maybe you are gay and it's time to live to your fullest self you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that is very very important and once you free yourself once you accept yourself then that's when the radical self-love begins you know That's that to me the word radical, it means that there's an urgency to heal the soul, to heal our minds and Mm. our bodies because we're no longer capable of functioning as our best selves. Yeah. We tried we tried to do it the way we were taught. It's not working Mm. and we have to try what works for us now.
1: And For me, I think one of the reasons why I was so, um, I jumped and I'm like, no, we're going to talk about radical self-love was partly because uh, of, I got too excited. I started reading this book that I ordered (laughs) and uh, just like a few pages into the book I'm like oh my god this is amazing I have to share this with the rest of the world I got a lot of screenshots
0: (laughs) from Papu which were amazing like very uplifting beautiful works and so this is by Bell Hooks can you quickly tell our listeners who Bell Hooks is and why did you how did you find her well
1: I found her book Uh, through a recommendation uh, on the interwebs it was uh, through someone on uh, Instagram I think and to be honest I've never heard of bell hooks and I was really surprised when I actually mentioned her name that you were like oh yeah I know Uh, she's this really renowned uh, African-American thinker and writer yes I yeah well I did not know about her and uh, her book has a a blurb by uh, uh, Maya Angelou, so of all the people, so I was like, wow, this person must be something, and uh, so the book that I picked up was, is called All About Love, it's the first part of her trilogy called The Love Song to the Nation, it's a book of essays, so her essays are all about love, And she starts from the very fundamental source of what's the meaning of love. She helps define, um, give a definition to love because according to her, uh, the the reason we all live into our adult life, um, are unhappy, is because we have faulty definitions of love that shaved our perception from a very young age, you know, so... um, this is a quote from her book, which she picked up from another author in his book. And, and and this is her definition of what love is. Yeah, this is her definition that she borrows from another author. And uh, the definition is the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another spiritual growth. So according to her when we were young uh, the first kind of lo- uh, first aspect that a child is introduced to is affection and um, but as we grow older there are lots of different ingredients that are added to this whole bouquet of love it's it's not just affection it's it's caring it's respect it's uh, trust a lot of these things form a much more wholesome uh, you know meaning of love. Um, and if when you're growing up, if you have just one of these given to you, you end up thinking that this is what love is and learning a faulty definition from a very young age is what makes it difficult for us to love when we are older. And a lot of times when all you're given when you're older is affection, you think this is love. And sometimes this may be mixed with a lot of bad things like abuse. And you would think that in my early life, you know, this was It's normalized. Love. Yeah, it's normalized. Yeah, this was normalized. Yeah. yeah. So she helps um, focus uh, your attention on the true definition of love and for her also it was very hard to come to terms to that because she grew up in a dysfunctional family and for her it's only through therapy that she actually um, you know confronted it because to confront that uh, it, that you are from a dysfunctional family is to confront the fact that you you know the very formative years your first introduction to love itself was faulty you confronting you know you are coming to terms with the fact that you have never actually felt love that was what you actually felt in your childhood was just caring but not true love Um,
0: oh wow that's so that's very deep wait wait so hang on let's 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 tackle this. this is very very intense so basically uh what bell hooks preaches is that when we grow up as children we are put in within a system and this is our life this is our normal life because this is all we know in our universe yeah. right that's the, so when our parents care for us by f- taking us to school and giving us food on our plate that is considered to be a caring nature but isn't sometimes it won't necessarily come out as a nurturing love yeah right is that what you're saying
1: yeah because in the same breath uh like she gave an example where her family would uh, care, uh, care for her provide for her compliment her for being uh, so intelligent and in the same breath in the next minute they would tell her that you know you might just uh, because of y- you being so different you might have difficulty in your adult life you might just end up in a mental institution and no one's gonna visit you so yeah that that kind of
0: uh abuse growing up and you listen to that all the time and then as you get older you keep thinking that that is what you deserve and what happens is as you get older the walls that you build up to protect yourself you know you're like well this is my life this is this is okay this is hurting my feelings I'll just put up this wall but as you get older that wall gets weaker and yeah. weaker and weaker yeah. and then you're not you realize that I, abusive love is just not good for you. yeah
1: me. and that's what she gave an example of how uh an abusive uh, partner would be like you know, um, would love someone and uh, then hit hit the girlfriend or the wife and then go to the bar and then cry and say how much he loves his wife. And even the wife would uh, sometimes defend and say, but he really loves me. But to actually agree to this definition means agreeing to the fact that this is not right. So that is really hard to agree to. And she says uh, about what love uh, through the definition is, uh, the the definition is to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another person's spiritual growth. And that comes about when you experience genuine love. It is a combination of care, commitment, trust, knowledge, responsibility and respect so these are like all the ingredients um that make up love it's not just caring for someone if yeah. there is one thing that if any of these are not there it cannot be a completely wholesome um uh, fulfilling relationship. healthy relationship Fulfilling, yeah. yeah
0: exactly i want to quote my therapist also by the way because we just had this conversation yesterday he's like you need to learn to be very kind to yourself and patient with yourself and only then can you be kind and patient to your boyfriend and he said you don't practice kindness and patience on him you have to practice it on yourself and then only will it translate to him and it's so so true because um otherwise you know this, this is all I've yeah. known the only kind of love i known is a strict yeah. disciplined love that was They're like conditional oh, that yeah, was like I love so you true. but you better make sure you get A's I love you but you know, make sure you lose weight. That's where the self-love comes in, where you allow yourself to step back from yeah. what is going on. Yeah, that's, like, that's
1: so true, you know, it's like uh, even if you flip that script uh, on yourself, you're like, okay, I'm gonna treat myself because this, this, this. Uh, it, it's like sometimes there's a saying, right, that says mm-hmm. we
0: only let the yeah. love into our life that we feel we deserve. Yeah. Did I say that correctly?
1: I didn't, you know what, the thing is, I haven't finished reading it the, the thing is, I read it and then I go back and reread chapters because because I feel like it needs quite a few repetitions. Like this is the first book where I'm actually underlining sections as if I'm preparing for an exam because um, her book... Well, you are. <laughs> you kind of are your
0: radical self-love journey exam.
1: Yeah, so I have not finished the book because I don't think this is one of the books which you can just breeze through. Like you to actually absorb every... because everything you really need to ponder, you need to read a few sentences and actually ponder. And the effort, I mean, right now, there have been a few in, in uh, where she, especially where she, you know, gives this example about, um, you know, if you look at your past unsuccessful relationships, uh, you, will receive, you will see that you may have received a disproportionate amount of love compared to what you gave. Because maybe, you know you tend to, because she says that in her past, she was always attracted to emotionally wounded men, men who wanted to receive love, but could not give love. And that is... This is so familiar. I know, exactly. So when I read this, it just reminded me of you. It reminded me of basically every girl out there, you know. We have all been through that. Because, you know, uh, the thing is, you form a pattern and it's it's a pattern of accepting little care and attention because this is all you got and you thought this is all I deserve so you're not changing the status quo in any way and that does not lead to any self-growth because it's problematic in itself and you will go through life always feeling unsatisfied like something was missing but never knowing how to change that you know they say that thing about insanity is where you keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Right. That was in the Alice in Wonderland book. And it's very
0: true. Yeah. You know, and for example, it's like, you know, you, you, we wake up every single day, we eat breakfast, go to work, feel shitty at work, come home, eat food, maybe drink, go back to bed. And it's just this repetitiveness. And you're like, why is my life not changing? Is this it? I thought there would be more. And you know you find yourself getting more and more anxious more and more depressed so what happens papu when like people have reached that stage in their lives where suddenly they can't push forward like they're like okay wait i i can't go forward for some reason i'm stuck there's a wall here uh, emotionally there's a big wall yeah how how do they break through this and how do we identify this wall what are some of the identifiers that can signal us that self love is it, that, it, you know, that it's time for self-love? What are some things that our listeners can look for? Like you reached out for radical self-love. What were some of the feelings that you were feeling that made you reach out for that book? I, that made you identify that you needed self-love?
1: Uh, I think loneliness is what? Because uh, when you're lonely is when you actually tap into a part of yourself and question as to how can I change something in my life I have this time I have this luxury of time right now and I really crave uh to share what I have to give I know the world I know how I have a lot to give to this world and I am a ray of sunshine I want to share that with someone how can I find that someone and you 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 actually ask yourself of, am I, you know, ready for someone? What can I change? What can I improve? And, um, you know, you tend to gravitate to these uh, messages when you are in a certain state of mind. I think you're more open to receiving these suggestions. And uh, that's why I think I naturally just gravitated towards Self-reflection, self-love. And that's why I picked up this book. You know, it's, uh, by the way, it's called All About Love, New Visions. It's by Bell Hooks. By Bell Hooks. Yeah. And so her her name is uh, actually spelled in all small case, by the way. I did not know that.
0: Man, that's a really artistic thing to do. It's like Prince. I will only identify myself (laughs) with a symbol.
1: It's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) It's just like, I am special. Damn it, mother So what about you? Why did you say yes to self this doing this topic like what made you think that this was a you know good the enough f- well the f- <laughs> i did this topic because i was like if we just finally do this papu we'll get it out of the
0: way no i'm joking <laughs> no i did it because i felt like yeah this is the right time i think for both of us to do practice self-love um for me i have anxiety i have depression and on top of that i'm introverted that means i have less energy to deal with people it's just drama Um, So when I was a child, I ended up cultivating bad habits to help me cope with this pain, to help me cope with the trauma that I dealt with growing up. And I did that by making art, playing video games, and of course, uh, as I got older, I did a lot of drugs. Um, But now that I'm, you know, 34, none of that works. Um, Unfortunately, I can't use art anymore as therapy because it's become my career. Which is great, like my, my mental illness helped me become an amazing artist and so I'm, I'm grateful for that but I cannot turn to art anymore. Uh, I cannot turn to drugs anymore and the only way that I can feel in control now, the only way I can heal myself, I'm realizing now is through that radical self-love and acceptance. Accepting, very openly talking about my mental illness has been very liberating. It's a wonderful feeling to just be like, yeah, bitch, I suffer from this. Now what? You
1: know,
0: Uh, having a, you know, my boyfriend is very understanding of this because he also suffers from depression. You're actually
1: confronting it with the balls by grabbing. Exactly. Grabbing them by the (laughs) f***ing
0: And being like, let's do this, bitch. Um, So I actually have a very, uh, um, for me, like, radical self-love is an urgency I, I have to do now because I'm finding myself getting and feeling... I identify myself as a highly sick person, which means I'm able to do every, do the day to day deeds, but I'm unable to function when I get home. I'm unable to sleep. I tend to suffer from insomnia, from the anxiety, stuff like that. So I want to just share some of the practices uh, that I do to practice self-love for myself. And then afterward, you have to tell me yours. Okay. okay. I don't
1: have them. (laughs) Um,
0: this girl guys this girl wanted to do an episode on
1: self-love and she doesn't have any practices on actually doing it you are way ahead of me in your quest for self-love well
0: I think the first thing the biggest difference between you and me is I'm in therapy that's a big big thing being in therapy for three years has forced me to confront the fact that I have to deal with life I cannot avoid dealing with things anymore and things have to change Uh, so after three years of therapy (laughs) finally realizing and accepting that i grew up in a dysfunctional household and that uh, you know and by dysfunctional I don't mean it was like bad I just mean it was very strict Desi household where things weren't talked about you know where if stuff happened we never acknowledged you know, problems so stuff uh,
1: like that. Uh, one of the things that Bell Hooks writes in her book is uh, people who grew up in dysfunctional or abusive households these shy away so much by labeling it as that because that is the basis of their early childhood memories and they don't want to put any negative connotations to that but of
0: course it was very hard for me to accept in therapy that you know maybe my mother was too strict with me which of course she's not now that my mom's a grandma she's made of like puppies (laughs) and jello you know she's completely changed like transformed but growing and I realized she was a very stressed out mother a stressed out DC mom who, who had three kids and you know had to take the whole load of the family on her you know, so then she had me as a child, this completely like artistic, like, f- you know, f- like manic pixie dream child that came from nowhere. And she was like, what am I supposed to do with you? So being able to go into therapy has made me identify that I can forgive my parents because they did the best that they can. And then that allowed me to to really put the focus on myself and be like, OK, this was my childhood. This was not their fault. They did what they had to. They raised three very successful daughters They are living a very good life. They made mistakes. Now I have to move on. Right. So once I've accepted that, that self-acceptance is so important. Then I can move on to the self-love. And that started with meditation. Now meditation is so important, Papu. And I know when people say meditation, they're like, oh my God, I don't want to meditate. But but when we are older, right, we tend to have anxiety and depression because Constantly inundated with so much stimulation that our brain tends to turn into more of a reactive brain, which means that instead of stopping to smell the roses, we are constantly like just reacting, like, like yeah. your your body's flight, fight, or flight system that was that was that is mm-hmm. in us, uh, that used to used used to protect us from tigers in the wild. Now, for example, if we're walking on the street and a car maybe like come too close to us, it's like, oh my god, I almost <gasps> died and then we keep that anxiety in and then we keep going through the day and then your boss gives you a bad review and then oh my god more anxiety and then it all keeps piling mm. on going home and meditating really helps you stop and calm down that reactive brain mm. it forces your brain to be like no i will not immediately react to negative mm. danger i will i will stop i will assess i will assess the situation and then i will react appropriately rather than freaking out so meditation is important and it's a huge part uh, for these. It's a huge part of the lives of Is right? It's like, it's a big yeah. part of Hinduism and Buddhism and many religions. I even did research that in, in Islam, there's a practice of dhikr, okay which I don't know if I pronounce that properly, which involves the repetition of the 99 names of God. And then in Sufism, they practiced very med- like very specific meditative techniques and repetition of holy words, uh, the meditation, you know. Uh, so I think holding the, the prayer beads is also yeah. very meditative. Yeah. So there's many ways to practice meditation. It doesn't have to be in mm-hmm. the traditional sense. You can do it in the way that you're familiar with.
1: I think basically meditation is also uh, helping your brain uh, just focus on one particular thing it could be on the beads it could be a repetition of a name uh, a word um, yes
0: like oh yeah
1: it's a way to really you
0: know and then i think uh, some i remember like my auntie will always hold her beads and go ram 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 ram
1: ram you know like there's mm-hmm. certain chants mm-hmm. that can really <laughs> helps rama 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 <laughs> <laughs> and when it forces your brain
0: to really slow down and and look inward and be like hey are you okay what's going on let's it's like you're having a conversation with yourself and you're checking in on yourself and you're like hey are you okay i can see you're very overwhelmed why don't we take a minute to slow down and think about that that uh, bad review your boss gave you was that really worth crying about and then you know sometimes i'll journal after my meditation when i meditate my uh, Mm -hmm. therapist has told me to think of a happy place. My happy place is like an Mm -hmm. ocean. It's got a beach. So I think this is very important when you're meditating. Uh, If you don't have any religion to help you with it, then find a happy place in your mind. Close your eyes and think of the Mm -hmm. first place that you go to that makes you feel full of life. And for me, both up when I grew up in the Middle East, so the beach is my go-to. So I imagine Mm -hmm. myself on the beach. I think about the smell of the air. I think about what the sand feels like. I think about my skin, my hair... I just think about everything but the stresses of life and then i i'm so calm and i've noticed over the past month that i'm less prone to freaking out you know i'm able to Mm -hmm. really like slow down so, number one is meditation. What's the next one on your list? So, the next thing I've added on my list is yoga. Okay. So, uh, again, it's full of annoying skinny white girls. So, avoid that if you can. But they kind of ruined it. But uh, it's just a really wonderful way to just devote time and peace for yourself. Like, yoga is like, I'm going to stretch my muscles. And it's like a cat. Like, I yeah. feel like I, it's so tuning into your body it just stops. it forces you to pay attention it does you don't
1: have you cannot do anything else but stretch and then you're made aware of uh, you know each part of your movement and how um, all you have to think of is your core and uh, how your body feels yes Uh, yes
0: Um, and I think the next thing that I've added to my list that was very hard to do that it took me a year to do was to to cut out caffeine Wow. Caffeine is, is a huge trigger for anxiety. You know, I did not uh, because... know that before.
1: And uh, every time you used to come to visit me, I used to make these chais, a cup of like really strong chais. Even when I stayed over at your house, I used to make chai. <laughs> They're so delicious. The Papu's chai is exceptional. So it was so hard for me to say goodbye. But
0: the moment I drink caffeine, I would start twitching My left, right eye would start twitching and then I'd spaz out and I'd have a panic attack (sighs) because uh, what happens is caffeine induces the anxiety, which induces the adrenaline. So now I have caffeine in my system and I have adrenaline, which is a very bad combination. Can so, you have so? Can you have decaf? I can have decaf. Yes, but I don't. I don't want to. I okay. don't like. There's no such thing as decaf chai, by the way. I've only seen decaf coffee, and I hate coffee. Coffee okay. is disgusting. Okay, I'm a chai girl strictly. <laughs> uh, so that was huge. So no caffeine and I think that's. I think caffeine, like you know, Obama. I don't think drinks caffeine, by the way, because he. It's it's too stimulating. If, if you have meditation and yoga, you don't need caffeine because I think the only reason we take caffeine is because we're so tired all the time and we f- need stimulants to keep us going, Yeah. right? And because chai is great. Yeah, and because it was such a big part of growing up, like anything in your in the desi household is like chai, hai, chai, chai, chai. You know, it is your friends come give her chai. It is true. It's like you, the chai. Desis, <laughs> f- they drink chai before going to bed. This is like such a f- f- desi thing. <laughs> like who drinks chai before bed? So yeah. I think that that. Uh, I, I mean I'm all for kind of cutting out caffeine in your diet. Um, and what's the next one? The ketogenic diet? Oh, what's um, that? Which I I hate attaching the word diet to it, but basically it means no carbs or sugar. Okay. Uh, so again, for me I cannot have sugar. It's the same response as caffeine. So if I don't have sugar as Papu saw, I didn't sleep for 2 days. Oh yeah. I had I mean I had, you would... I had one can of Coke. I would receive I messages two days.
1: from uh, a sweetie I know it's like 3:30 in her part of the world and she's sending me screenshots of you know just uh, tweets of uh, of memes of I don't know what and I'm like what is this girl up to
0: I'm I my because my mind is racing I have adrenaline in my system my my eyes are alert I can see in the dark very clearly it's just I have to wait it out so so I have to, part of my self-care routine is cutting out that sugar now. It's very sad because I love Coke so much. I, like I pass vending machines and I like my mouth starts drooling. But that's bad. See, that's, that's the bad of advertising. Yeah. Of course it's bad. It's because because my body at a young age identified that Coca-Cola is going to be something to relieve my stress. Sugar
1: raises my yeah. serotonin even right, even for that I brief second. I don't have Coke. Actually, I never have Coke neat. I always have it with alcohol. Classy baby. Um... <laughs>
0: And uh, finally, I think for me, uh, the biggest version of radical self-love was to really just keep designing my space to reflect my
1: personality and, and pick clothing to reflect my personality. And, too. and this is something I should tell our listeners. Uh, Sweetie has been hitting DIY with like like never uh, before. Like, you know, I've, I've received so many images of her before and after projects and you're doing a really good job as, and you are artistic. Uh, so she has been doing these little cute little motifs around her uh, dresser, her tables and everything. And you're really good at that. The, what's happening is because I'm
0: doing self-care now, the nervous energy that I have needs to be channeled in a positive way. So these are all the steps that I am doing right now for my radical self love and Because if I don't do them, I'm gonna get a heart attack very soon because having anxiety and depression doesn't allow me to sleep. Mm -hmm. Having anxiety uh, ruins my appetite, basically because you cannot eat when you're anxious. And then of course, after I lose my anxiety, I'll like stuff my face. So I have to slow down. I have Mm -hmm. to, I don't have a choice anymore. Otherwise I'm going to fall apart yeah so what about you Papu there must be something that you are doing some little things that are your baby steps in starting this journey
1: like what are you for doing me, I um do see a tendency like for you you said that you tend to eat more I tend to not eat a lot and try to just because I just don't feel like eating I try to consume as little as I can and then um, I, I acknowledge the fact that it's not healthy and, uh, I get myself more fruits. So it just gives me a healthy source of sugar because I have low blood pressure. So I crave sugar. Um, and,
0: I, and you're going on this awesome skincare regimen too. Like she messaged me recently where you had like 10 different oils for your face. Right? <laughs> but,
1: but then again, it's, um, it's, um, maybe it's not very healthy to spend all that money. I, I do realize. So the thing about me is I um, before hitting the checkout button, I do ask myself every time that I'm an, in this like spiral, um, I would add a bunch of things in my online basket. It may be clothes, it may be things, but at the last minute I'd be like, is this going to help me feel any better once I pay all this money? Is this really going to help me? That's so, the same
0: like instant gratification of drinking a can yeah, of coke. Yeah, exactly. Exact same right? thing. It's exactly. Yeah. It's like your body is like, hey. So you shopped before, and when you bought this thing, you felt great. So why don't we buy ten of those, and you'll feel really great? <laughs> you know, that's kind of what
1: it is. Yeah, but you know, I've um, um I've bought things. I, I have bought expensive stuff before and after that, I didn't feel much. So I kind of remember that. So It's a very I, hollow feeling, right? Like It's a very hollow like, feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, now I have this. So what? It was before in the store. Money doesn't
0: buy you happiness. It no, doesn't. That is. That's, as you
1: get older, you learn
0: this. That's where you're like, oh shit, where do I find love now? Fuck.
1: I think uh, doing charity does make you feel better. That's when you actually spend the money and you feel like, oh, yeah, you know, this money has actually gone to someone who needed that school bag, who needed that bicycle, and, you know, that's helped them. But is it charity maybe... a part
0: of your self care routine? Like, do you.
1: Um, so that's the thing. You have a proper re- regiment. You have uh, come to. Um, for me, uh, this journey starts from doing more of reading um i really need to cut down on social media i have been telling you that that i need to just uh, yeah you log said you of... off
0: instagram and just... yeah
1: exactly instagram wow. that's huge guys because
0: how... papu's on there a lot
1: <laughs> yes i am uh, you've done the cleanse before i have never done that but your tips have definitely given me encouragement to find my own i'm definitely gonna go Uh, for yoga and meditation those are two things that I can start from home yeah thank you for sharing all these very doable tips with our listeners because I'm wasn't very helpful Uh, but you have three years of therapy and you've come to these realizations this is really valuable and I think a lot of our listeners would have their own um, you know inputs to this and we yes. would love to yeah we would love to hear h- how you would want to add to our list of uh, self-care rituals and how you practice radical self-love for yourself
0: yeah what is your journey like please please DM us on Instagram or on Facebook or you can even email us at triskeepop at gmail.com we're dying to know. We we're dying to know what your epiphany was, that made you really focus on your radical self love, or whether you guys are on already on this journey and you're on the other side. Have you reached that? That like I would love to know. Yeah. What it's Like on the other side of self love. I know. <laughs> like, I really want to know what it looks like.
1: You know, we should uh, channel the the poo in Kabhi uh, Kushi where she talks to the mirror. She's like, "I am favorite favorite." <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. Guys, channel Poo, okay? Because she suffers
1: from some serious high self-esteem. She's got it. (laughs) She's to the point of narcissism, but that's good. (laughs) I do agree. Looking at a mirror and saying I'm fabulous, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah, of course, definitely. Yeah, that that should be your morning uh, routine, you know? Get you up for the day at work. Every time you have that you know presentation or review you're just gonna shine yeah your boss
0: gets you a bad review whatever that's his problem f*** him I'm doing great (laughs) you know exactly (laughs) so that's that positive delusional thinking is what we're aiming for right Papu (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna come out with our very own version of the secret anyway (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. So yes, that was it for a radical self-love episode. The whole point of all of this was that, you know what, life is hard. And you're probably going to go through very depressive episodes. And the only thing you can do is manage it. And the only way to manage it is through radical self-love.
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, everybody should eventually go on this journey. And I wish you all good luck, including you, Papu. I look forward to seeing you transform into the butterfly that I know that you are. Yeah. You are right now in your cocoon phase. Once you <laughs> leave the cocoon, you shall be free. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: take my f-ing dose of self love, damn it. Well, I'm so excited to for the next segment that you have because you have. Yeah,
0: I was having a moment of radical self love and I was like, you know why I feel the need to share my uh, taste in music with everyone? Yeah, go for so it. As Papu put it, audio tonic for our February feels month yeah and like I mentioned earlier I feel like I must take it upon myself to save desi bros yeah to save desi bros from their
1: bad taste in music uplift their taste like you know give it a lift exactly
0: well I like to say I'm saving them because it makes me (laughs) sound much more holier than thou so that's the that's (laughs) the angle I'm going with um so guys if you are a desi bro and you have songs by Coldplay John Mayer Ed Sheeran or Justin Timberlake on your playlist I'm extremely sorry to be the one to say this, but you have terrible taste in music. I'm so sorry. But you know what? Fear not. I am here to enlighten you with some truly beautiful white boy music to tickle your earbuds for this month's February fields. You ready, Papu? Yeah. You know, I feel bad because I'm always like ragging on Desi bros for their feelings and emotions, but I would rather them... Uh, express their feelings or or feel their feelings and emotions with some good music. Uh, So let me tell you about Jeff Buckley. Have you heard of Jeff Buckley? Papu?
1: I think I have heard one song which is very famous and I think yeah, it's the Hallelujah be on list. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> Jeff Buckley uh, was this musician that was very popular in the 90s and I was introduced to him when I attended university in California by all my white boy bro friends who had a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they used to listen to Jeff Buckley a lot. Uh, and I listened to his stuff and I just fell in love with it. What's really sad is that Jeff Buckley actually tragically died in 1997. Apparently he was swimming at night. Uh, but a lot of people speculated that it was probably a suicide. And, and But I'm yeah. not sure. It's a very, it's very like, we don't know what happened. So he came out with this one very powerful album before he died called Grace. I think he had a couple of others, but Grace was his most, most powerful one. And holy shit, Papu, I'm talking feels, okay? I'm yeah. talking serious feels. His his voice is multi-octave, which means he goes very high, he can go very low, and he can go very raw. And his, his songs are very emotionally charged. Like, you can tell he sings from a place of pain. And he's a very beautiful singer. Uh, and I listen to this album a lot, especially during Valentine's. For some reason, it's like... Okay. You know, if you're feeling sad also, it's a really nice... Sometimes... People singing can be very, very soothing and healing yeah. and can can, can el- like alleviate your depression. Um, so I really want you guys to start listening to his music. Um, I want to recommend this because Jeff Buckley is what idiots like Coldplay, John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, Justin Timberlake listen to oh. in order to... They wished they were Jeff Buckley. I know that John Mayer has done a couple of co- covers of his song and stuff, so... But what makes Jeff Buckley different from those other singers is that his pain is real, his talent was real, he wrote his own music. No fancy producers or fancy music videos, just him and his music. So the first song that is amazing that's on that album, it's called Mojo Pin. And the song is about loss and heartache. The next song like you mentioned earlier that was super famous is the song Hallelujah, which is a cover song actually, but his version is sublime. Like and I'm telling you, Papu, if you're feeling yeah. sad, listen to this song. I've it's uh, I you know I'm not religious, but you know, some some songs just are able to make you feel better. And this is one of those
1: songs. Well, baby, I've been here before. I've seen this room and I've walked this floor, you know. i used
0: And finally another song that uh, was one of my favorites is called the lover you should have come over okay and oh my no. god this this love this song is about yearning for someone like passionately yearning for them and I can't I can't explain it the way he sings it you can really feel it and man when I listen to that song I'm like shit I'm yearning for someone right now so hard wow. um, so this this is one of my other favorite songs from the album
1: so I wait for you, and I'll burn Will I ever see your sweet return Oh, will I ever learn Oh, oh, oh over How old was he when he passed away? Because he looks so young in the picture, at least that I'm seeing. W- was he part of the 27th Club? Oh, he di- no, he died at the age of 30. Um, but his songs are moving. And
0: I really, really, really recommend that you delete all those other albums from your playlist. And please
1: add Jeff Buckley's Grace. His, his voice is amazing. When I heard Hallelujah, I didn't think it was a guy. I thought it was a female. For some reason because he
0: goes he sings like very ethereal like dreamy that's his music but so definitely papu i also recommend i you know you're feeling down if you want you know you're feeling lonely or whatever listen to this album from start to finish the whole thing and there's so many different emotions you will feel uh you might cry and that's good
1: enjoy uh thank you so much for that audiotonic recommendations jeff buckley definitely yes um, you're welcome papu i i'm totally digging his whole uh, you know uh, this sad boy vibe and in, in like the pictures he's got really nice cheekbones he had really nice cheekbones yeah
0: he has if you look at his eyes he's got a lot of sadness in them, yeah. you know? and and it i like it because to me you know love can be painful sometimes and he sings a lot about that and i think that's important he sings about feeling that loneliness and sometimes when you're sad and depressed really feeling something can allow you to to overcome it and to move past it um, so so listen heal your wounds his his voice is very soothing
1: and yeah enjoy guys that's it from chris keep up girls yeah
0: i hope you guys are uplifted i hope some of our <laughs> nonsense actually got through to all of you <laughs> good luck everyone and don't forget everybody we are on itunes india and itunes middle east yay okay? and Yes, so you please re- leave us a review if you can. I know we mentioned it earlier and I'm mentioning it again. It would be awesome if you could leave us a review. And also if you're feeling generous, you can also give us a reoccurring donation for as low as a dollar per month to support the show. Yes. You can go to patreon.com slash to subscribe. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash And thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Uh, is there anything else papu you want to end with no, any wise words this is
1: perfect uh thank you guys for following us uh on our journey it's our 50th episode this one and uh, we are looking forward to make many more and add a bunch of different stuff to it so your donation will kind of help us in our journey and to make it more awesome yes please so thank you for yeah, your support
0: thank you all right folks so that is it we will be seeing you all in march i'm not sure what the theme is yet but we'll keep you posted spring it's my birthday it's good f- it, the whole <laughs> episode is going to be devoted to your birthday we are <laughs> just gonna have a party on the podcast yeah
1: it's for all the spring babies yay oh, yes yay <laughs> all right
0: so we'll be celebrating papu's birthday next month <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah Uh, Give me an early birthday gift. Just give us our five-star ratings. Uh,
0: Laddus and five-star ratings would be better. That's it from us. Remember, love will heal everything. Chalo. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: Papu, the other half of Chusky Bop If you like what you hear then give us a follow on Twitter Instagram and Facebook Listen to us on your favourite podcast app anywhere in the world and for just a donation of one US dollar a month, you can subscribe to us on Patreon, and you can get access to exclusive offers, discount, uncensored episodes, and much more. And you can also read our rants and daily gans on chiskypop.com. Perfect, excellent, wonderful. Cello,
0: die. Anjali, Anjali, come here, come here. You people, Puja, ko choti choti Take a chill chill pill! pill. Uh Oh, damn. Ouch! Never buy things at sales. What a bright sunny day! Voila! You're looking just. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I'm (laughs) gonna (laughs) be (laughs) coffee (laughs) and (laughs) chill, (laughs) I think. I'm looking fat.
1: Fat?
0: PHAT. Pretty unintending. Gotcha! For Christmas? Good morning, guys. It's King's College Radio. It's 9.45, and who's just entered college? It's raining men. Hallelujah, it's raining men. Boo! Boo. Hey, boo! Hi, darling. <gasps> How are you this morning? Okay. <laughs> Back to car. <gasps> <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, bingo. If I remember right, but so could then be a pen at the Aha, why? Then make a Oh, you're such a B I G C A giant.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Hey, Robbie!
1: Hey, Pooh.
0: Whatever.
1: Movie tonight?
0: Tell me how it was. <laughs> 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 oh i college robber. And, and you, you, so much attitude. He's nice. But I'm not a type. Who? type on You never know. He can get